Wasn't Moses listening? God had just said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. God didn't say, My presence might go with you, or My presence will go with you only if you are good, or My presence will go with you maybe, just maybe, maybe next week or next month. No, God said, My presence will go with you. Why would Moses then blurt out, if your presence won't go? Do not carry us up from here. Why would he, why would he ask the question? If you're not going to go, if you're not going to go with us, don't carry us up from here. Why would he ask this question? Why would he not listen to God? Why would he not listen to what God was saying? Why would he not understand that God had already said, my presence will go with you. And yet, not listening to God is something that we're all really good at. Well, that's true for me. There are times when, even, the, even today, after in, being in the ministry now for 25 years, 20 years past my ordination as an elder, I still question at times, is God present? It's understandable back when I was in seminary, in graduate school, studying theology and the Bible and church history, learning about all of the wonderful uh, theological thoughts and ideas that have been going through the church's mind for centuries and listening to how we've perverted the gospel again and again and again and again and again. It makes perfect sense that I would sometimes doubt that God was in this. That's where I was when I was in seminary for a while. I can remember coming out of church history class and thinking to myself, we have behind us in the history of the church, the United Methodist Church, Protestant churches, Catholic Church, Orthodox Church, we all have a whole bunch of scoundrels in our past. Why would anybody want to come to church when we follow such a bunch of idiots and are ourselves a bunch of hypocrites? I can remember asking myself that question. And feeling absolutely dejected and wanting to give it up and go do something else. I was feeling that way day one day when I was studying Greek with uh, Eldridge Pendleton. Eldridge Pendleton was a fellow Texan, he born and raised over there in Farmersville, and he was in seminary with me at Duke, and he was a monk of the Society of St. John the Evangelist. They had a monastery in Durham at that time, St. John's House. And he and I were studying Greek together. And Eldridge said to me one day, he says, you look absolutely awful. And he says, I think I want to quit. He says, oh, no, don't do that. Why? He says, you'll, there's a wonderful old saying, you'll find God everywhere except in a school of divinity. And that saying is true. <laughs> and Eldridge kind of looked at me and he says, you need to come to the monastery on Saturday and have the Eucharist with us. And I found myself that next Saturday morning getting up and going at the crack of dawn to the monastery there in Durham, which was in this lovely old manor house. And the chapel was located in the old dining room. And it was a beautiful room. It was simple and yet elegant. 
it was comfortable. There was the smell of incense in the air. Uh, it was just a lovely, lovely chapel and a lovely morning. It was raining. It was gorgeous. And I showed up early and sat and listened as the rain hit the roof. And we began to sing the hymns, went through the liturgy, and I heard the sermon proclaimed. And in the silence of the prayers of the people, I realized suddenly I could feel the hair lifting up on the back of my neck. I realized I was in that sudden, immediate, real presence of God. I was afraid to open my eyes for fear that I'd look at God and God would just blow me away. I was where I wanted to be again in that glorious presence where my faults and the faults of the church and the faults of my fellow students and the faults of my fellow Christians and our failure to be the kind of Christians that God calls us to be means nothing in comparison to the love and glory and majesty and forgiveness and grace and peace and mercy of God. Amen. Thank you. I did open my eyes and looked around and saw my brothers and sisters in Christ saw Eldridge and he was grinning at me. He said later, he told me, he says, you were glowing in that moment. And I says, yeah. <laughs> God was hiding me in the cleft of the rock and had his hand over my face. I had been wandering and wondering. Wandering around and wondering if I was truly called to do this. I was preparing to do this, but I was also pre preparing to teach. And I thought to myself, well, I'll just go ahead and teach, and this church stuff is worthless. And then God passed in front of me. <laughs> God passed his goodness in front of me in the midst of worship. And God placed his hand over my face and hid me safely from the evil and the sin, from the failure, my failure, so that I would only know God. So often I'm like Moses, wondering, is God going to go with me? I left the seminary thinking, is God going to go with me? And I went into my first appointment in Texas thinking to myself, I'm all by myself, I'm all alone. My first communion Sunday, the first Sunday of July, 19, gosh, 1992, I was driving from the White Rock Church, White Rock United Methodist Church, to Celeste United Methodist Church. I was between services. I was wearing this robe and a stole, and I was driving along the farm-to-market road, heading from White Rock to Celeste. And I was, of course, late, so I was putting the pedal to the metal and trying to get around that corner and trying to get to the town fast because, you know, they might start church without me. And I come around a corner, and there's a cow munching on some grass. And I have in my mind to this day an image of that cow looking at me. 
And I can see going through that cow's mind, oh no, except it wasn't the word no. Oh. <laughs> and then the next freeze frame is of that cow bouncing off the hood of my car. And then the next freeze frame is me looking up, lying in the grass, looking up at some church members who had been in a pickup truck following me, thinking, well, if they can get the church just behind me, they won't be late either, looking down at me and saying, are you okay? What they said was that the cow, they saw that me hit that cow, because I hit it kind of low, the front of my car hit it kind of low, it went flipping, bounced off the hood of my car, and then something miraculous happened. As it went into the air and bounced, it turned. And instead of landing across the driver and passenger front of the car, which would have smushed me into cow mush, it turned and crushed the passenger side, leaving me untouched. My presence will go with you. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. From church to church I have served in the North Texas Conference. From church to church I have gone. And no matter where I have gone, have I, be I be welcomed with open arms as I was here, or be it one of those places where, well, they weren't necessarily sure they wanted me to be there. It didn't matter. God was with me everywhere I have gone. I will be with you. I will go with you. God said to Moses and God says to us, I will go with you. If you'll go, I will go with you. And I will give you rest. It calls forth faith from us. It assumes we're going to go. It assumes we're not going to sit down in a corner afraid of doing anything. Oh, well, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to sit right here. All right, God. I'll sit here and you do it. No. No. It assumes we're going to go. We're going to go. And no matter where we go, if we go with God, God will, will, will go with us. We as the church are called to proclaim the good news, to proclaim the love, to proclaim the acceptance, to proclaim the open welcome of Jesus to all without exceptions. And God has said, if we go there, God will be with us. And God will give us rest. And God will pass God's goodness in front of us. And as he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. God calls us to welcome all. God calls us to show grace to all. God calls us to offer mercy to all. And God will show mercy and grace to whom God wills. And in Jesus, God wills to show mercy and grace to all. The love of God 
knows no boundary. The love of God knows no limitation. The love and acceptance of God knows no if and or but. The church is so quick to put buts on God's love. God's but love has no buts. That's a whole lot of butty people who like to put butts on God's love. Sorry, no. There are a whole bunch of butts when they do that. No. God's love knows no exception. It's unlimited, unbounded, and goes with us. Not as an if, but as a promise. God's love goes with us. I, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That's what we proclaim in Holy Communion. The presence of Jesus Christ our Lord is really here for us, to nourish us, to feed us, to empower us, to change us, to transform us, to make us into the loving people of God that God wants us to be. That's why all are welcome to come to the table. That's why Methodists practice an open table because it is at the table of the Lord that change can happen, that God can change us into what God wants us to be. A people of love, a people of grace, a people of mercy, a people of acceptance. Do the people out there, do the people outside these walls know that this church, this community of believers, this family of God is a place of love, graciousness, and mercy, peace, and welcome? Do the people outside these walls know that our proclamation, open hearts, open minds, and open doors, is true and real? And that all are welcome to come and hear the good news that God is not against us, that God is for us, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son? Have we shared that news with the people we meet through word and deed? Does the world know? Does commerce know? that all are welcome to come and be enfolded in the presence of God, the one who calls us to share His graciousness and mercy, His love and His peace with all? That is our challenge as the people of God here. That is the challenge that God lays before First United Methodist Church here in Commerce, Texas. That is the challenge that God lays before all the people of God everywhere that they may be. That we are called to be the people of graciousness and mercy. The people of love and peace. And just as God has hit us in the cleft of the rock and passed before us, shielding us with His hand because He loves us, and cares for us, and goes with us, and is present with us now. So also God calls us to share that love, that acceptance, that forgiveness with all. Let us be about proclaiming that.
Let us be about sharing that with word and in deed. Let us be about being the gracious, merciful, loving, open, peaceful people of God, knowing that my presence will go with you and I will give you rest is the message that we have received not just for us to hoard and accept for ourselves, but it's a message for all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. listening to a sermon by Dr. Gregory Neal, Senior Pastor of the First United Methodist Church in Commerce, Texas, and Rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2014 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information and for other sermons by Dr. Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org. That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at First United Methodist Church, 1709 Highway 24, Commerce, Texas, 75428.